Welcome to a new show here on River City Media. It's Victory Formation. Now, I'm going to be less about this show and more about these three guys over here. But let me introduce them. And first, let me show the important thing. Y'all see that? You see, you see this nice cup, Geoff? I love that cup, Randall. You know why that cup's important? That is from Neyland Stadium, live football, 90,000 people. We are back. So I was so excited to see a game last night. And I was so excited to have full crowds, just like these guys are. And, and it, I had not missed a game since 1979 till last year, a season without seeing games in Neyland Stadium. So to be back was special to me last night. But what's more than special is these guys. Let's go around the horn before I ask my first question and introduce everybody. Let's start, and I don't know how your layout goes, but right above me, Mr. Philip Dye. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Phil. My name's Phil Dye. I live uh, right outside of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a little town called Eagleville. Uh, been loving sports all my life. Got a background in it. Played baseball. Uh, played quite a few in high school. Uh, just love sports. Had a radio background as well. Used to have my own little sports talk show. So just glad to be here and back, back doing this again. Well, glad to have you, Phil. Over to next to Phil, up in the corner, the loudest member of the cast and the proudest member, the Georgia Bulldog, Arden Scroggins. Introduce yourself, Arden. I'm Arden Scroggins. I grew up in northwest Georgia in Rouseville. I live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee now. I've played sports my whole life, and I follow them and love it, keeping up with it, and just glad to be a part of the show. And See what we can do. And below him, one of my nearest and dearest and oldest friends, my fantasy football. This this show we talk about. I, we just got a bleep in our internet, so um, we talk about that fantasy football league a lot. G off's a member. I'm a member. Introduce yourself, G off. Uh, my name is Jeff Miller, uh, born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, grew up playing sports with the rest of these guys. Did. Uh, really enjoyed it. Love our league, Randall. Uh, I haven't been able to win our fantasy league yet, but I've been close a couple sure times. <laughs> the, uh, and now I live in Murfreesboro, up here close with, uh, with Phil and Arden, so we're all kind of right here together. And I don't know if Phil does, but I know you and Arden are high competitive dart players, too. Uh, Phil as well. Don't 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 All let right. uh, Phil uh, get you on that one. Phil actually yeah. has been playing the game longer than any of us have. I assumed that that I was talking to the Dark Consortium, but I just didn't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> so uh, thanks and uh, appreciate it. And again, we'll be here every Sunday at this time. You'll see the format come out quick. We're gonna for the first thirty minutes. We're gonna recap what happened in college football. The last 30 minutes, we're going to make you a million dollars, or at least try to make you a million dollars. So let's start with some instant reaction. We'll start with Phil first. I went to bed not knowing two facts. USC got blowed out by Stanford in not a close football game. And one double A, Jacksonville, I believe they're one double A still. Jacksonville, Jacksonville State, State beats Florida State. Phil, 
Start I, there. I tell you, Randall, it shocked me as well. I did. I guess I stayed up a little later than you because I knew it before I went to bed. But uh, start with the Jacksonville State game. Uh, shocker at Florida State. Uh, it's been this way for a couple of years with Florida State now, and you've got to start thinking Norville may be getting a little warm on the seat right now. I actually thought that Florida State may come out and play a little more inspired from what they did last week with Notre Dame. But uh, obviously that was not the case yesterday, and they seem to have a long way to go. Uh, we had talked yesterday about the Pac-12 and how good we thought the South might be with USC being a contender. And then Stanford shows up and just blows them off the field after getting beat so bad by Kansas State last week. It's just, I don't know what to think about it, really. It's just kind of shocked right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Arden, uh, let's go. I'm going to ask you specifically about Florida State. And then, Geoff, I'll get your feedback from USC. Is Norval on the hot box? And let me ask it another way slightly, too. Is Florida State a bigger mess than Tennessee right now? Well, after that game last night, I'd say, yes, they're a bigger mess than Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville State's a good program, but a lot smaller school. They should have been on handle business there. And on the touchdown play that lost them the game, they didn't even try and tackle the guy. They just pushed him. I think Norville's on the hot seat, and I think Florida State is in bad shape. All right, Jeff. You, you you know our buddy Rod is probably on on he's probably on whiskey alert right now. USC <laughs> graduate. What's your thought on the Trojans? Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure Rod even went to bed last night. He's probably still up drinking right now. He's uh, texting me right now, folks. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> with Rod's texting me. The uh I was talking with, with both these guys last night about the, the USC game. And I can't remember who it was Stanford played last week. Um, but they State. looked pedestrian. Yeah, Kansas State. And Kansas State, I think they, they beat them. Uh, only scored 10 points against them. Uh, looked really bad. Um, really thought USC uh, looked a whole lot better uh, coming into this game. Um, and then Stanford just buries them. And they never got the ball moving last night. USC's in trouble as well. I, I I think that UCLA out there in the Pac-12 is going to be be the team to watch. All right, Arden, a couple of subjects you had sent me that y'all wanted to talk about here. Let's break it down. Who in the top ten? If I give you the subject top ten, what's your instant reaction? Not not very strong right now. There's a lot of things in there that I'm not sure are very good teams. I think you have a select few that are very good teams and the other are mediocre. Geoff? I'm um, sorry, y'all. He's going to be called Geoff to me because Jeff is Geoff in our league. I think we pretty much got the, the top top three or four nailed down. Uh, you know, bye-bye Ohio State. Um, you're no longer in the conversation there. Um, Oregon's moving up into it. Um, the 
as you as usual, it's still the it's still the the Alabama uh, show until proven otherwise. Um, but I think the top three or four nailed down. Uh, Oklahoma hangs what seventy six seventy nine yesterday. Uh, that offense is stout. Not sure about the defense. We'll find that out later. Um, but I, I, I think outside the, the top three or four, it's it's anybody's game. But I think the top three or four held down right now. Phil, what's your thoughts? Well, when I think about the top ten right now, I'm really thinking it looks like top two because from what I've seen over two weeks right now, Alabama and Georgia are both the cream of the crop. Uh, you've got other teams as well. I think Clemson will be back. Obviously, Oklahoma's still undefeated and probably will be ranked third right now. Uh, but look what Oregon did. They're going to jump up probably from 12, maybe all the way into the top five, depending on how the voters react. So, after Iowa, another one as well, you know, beating Iowa State, big game yesterday, especially in that state. Uh, I think that it's going to be a little mix-up this week, but I think you're going to have Ohio State and Clemson stick around a little bit even with the one loss, and I think that they can be there at the end. All right, let me propose this question to y'all real quick. Is Iowa not the most impressive team as far as the victories until this point? Uh, Iowa came out one big first week, beat a good Iowa State the second week. Is is Iowa the top five teams? I mean, I, you could probably put them in contention with what we've seen. Uh, otherwise, I think one of the things that sets Iowa uh, apart from some of the teams we've mentioned inside the the top ten, uh, Iowa can actually play defense. Um, we I said it earlier about Oklahoma's offense, but the the lack of defense is is going to show its ugly head here eventually. And we all know from years past that defense wins championships. Arden, Phil said, or Geoff said earlier, uh, Alabama, Georgia have separated themselves. I know you're a Georgia fan, and I'm kind of intentionally going at you with this. Has Georgia? Do we know Georgia's good? Do we know how good Clemson is? Is the Clemson win a signature win, or is it a signature win when Clemson starts playing better? I think it's a signature win, dude. I mean, Clemson is going to win, probably win out, probably win the ACC. I think it's very simple to win. I think Georgia's defense, there's no question, one of the best in the country. I think their offense still has questions to answer, but right now they, they showed some explosive plays against a UAB team yesterday that they isn't as talented as Georgia, but it's not a bad program, is so, now, yeah, I, th- I think they have separated themselves. You beat up on a friend of mine's kid uh, yesterday. I'm, I'm, that's another reason <laughs> for me to hate Georgia. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> well. Y'all, y'all didn't do any favors to yourself. <laughs> Phil, and then I'm uh, after I ask Phil this question, I want to go around. We got about 10 minutes left in college football. I want each one of y'all to go around and kind of give me your thoughts. Maybe ask the other panels, panelists, challenge them with a question. But we'll take the next 10 minutes and do this. But, Phil, I'll add one question before uh, we go around and do around the horn. Is Oregon's win not the most impressive win of the year? One, and we know what Ohio State was, kind of. And two, that they did it pretty impressively. I think uh, 
I think it's one of the most impressive wins so far of the year. Uh, they did score a lot of points on Ohio, on Ohio State. They showed that explosive offense that we remember from Oregon from several years ago. Uh, Ohio State struggled a little bit with Minnesota last week, though, before they pulled away, although Minnesota's got a good team. But, yeah, I think Oregon's signature win right there. It's a very good one, and I think it's going to be enough to pull them well up into the rankings. I think you have to put them ahead of Ohio State now. Uh, I'm not sure how far you're going to drop them, maybe down to seven or eight. Uh, I also, We were talking about the Georgia-Clemson game. I think that's mm-hmm. a huge signature win, just name-wise. And for Kirby Smart to get over the hump on that one because there's been so many people saying they can't win that big game. So, yeah, those two games I think right now are, are the two biggest ones. And I would also throw the Iowa-Iowa State game in there as well. Iowa with a big win and just being in their state to win that game and yeah. do it the way they did. I think they're, they're going to get a lot of fans out of that statewide. Well, I guess they already have them. It's kind of split in that state, but I think that's another one that uh, kind of watch out. Right. All right, guys. Um, I think you did. A, uh, that was a kind of an amazing breakdown. I tell you, it helps me because for the folks that are going to games and there's some people you guys really ingest games. That's the reason I'm excited about this show. Uh, a lot of times, uh, Jeff can can tell you that I'll get up and text him the next morning to find out what happened in college football because I've been so caught up in my little world of going to a game and being 55 years old and pretending like I'm still a student and all that stuff. So – Let's get around the horn one more time. We're going to start with Mr. Jeff Miller. Give me your impressions of the top ten and your number one or two stories that is college football in 2021 so far. Uh, well, I, I have to follow Phil a little bit on this one. Uh, the the Oregon win was was big on multiple levels yesterday. Uh, one, I just don't like Ohio State very much at all, uh, which made me happy that Oregon won. I don't um, like Georgia very much, but I still give them credit for a win. Randall, hush, hush. We got these guys on here. We can't do that to them. Um, okay. So we had we had Oregon get uh, the beat to Ohio State. That was big. Um, it, you've definitely got to talk Iowa there, like Phil said. It's it's that that win's huge for them. They've uh, they played well this year. That defense is for real. Um, maybe not as for real as Georgia. Um, which I've been watch- I've watched both weeks on Georgia. Uh, Georgia's defense is just flat out incredible. Their speed, uh, is it the uh, Dean guys that linebacker? Tendall. I think it's, it's, it's Tendall. Jimmy. I think yeah. Dean too. That that they are, some of their closing speed is just impressive. Uh, I don't think there's a faster defense I've seen uh, this year than Georgia. Um, I agree with but, that. But again, Alabama is the the one to dethrone, and if if you're going to do it, you have to beat the best. Now they did beat Clemson, which was also a huge win. I think it was a huge win. Um, if nothing else, it's a huge win just based on rankings. Um, so I, I think that's your big takeaways. And uh, I was we talked last night. I thought we might actually see a uh, a Pac-12. Uh, team or two start to come into to its own back into the the into relevancy um so maybe we'll see us ucla and oregon 
uh, start to make a, a, a big uh, thump in the football world. Before we get any farther, going to Arden, too, our friend Rich Jefferson, or Jasper from three, uh, Speakeasy 330 in Lyons, Michigan, comes in with Go Big Blue. When out, you get around, Arden, give me your impressions of Michigan's two wins to this point. Very impressive. Better than they've looked in a long time under Harbaugh. Uh, their biggest test is to, the, they got tougher games coming ahead. It'll be just have to see how they finish it out. I think they have a chance and could be Ohio State and win their division. <laughs> uh, I think Ohio State, though, they got their quarterback's got some running to do. He's very talented. They're replacing a lot of players. I wouldn't count them out to be stout. I, I mean, my question is when the polls come out, do you leave a one house Ohio State ranked ahead of Texas AM who's 2 0 and AM? Looked very bad yesterday against Colorado. Our friends, and I won't show it on the screen, but we have our projecting the poll from our friends over at 24-7 Sports that we'll go over real fast at the end of right. this segment. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know about you, but I still do it. It ain't coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> I well, thank know. you for that music interlude. Artie, <laughs> up. Yes, I did, sir. That may okay, be. Okay, let's get sure. Get a, after Phil. You should be really ready to go after that little bit of. Hey, uh, I mean, with that intro, yeah. Let's get let's get into this top ten thing. Uh, like I said, I think Bama and Georgia have clearly established themselves at the top. I think the voters are going to put no or uh, excuse me, Oklahoma back to that number three spot. I would have Oregon jumping all the way up into the top five along with Iowa, but I still think they, the voters may leave Texas A&M there just because they already were. Although I think they're a big question mark right now, especially with their quarterback going down. Uh, they just barely got by Colorado yesterday. Another big question mark in the top 10 would be Notre Dame. Uh, they have not looked impressive at all as well. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State, they're going to stick around. And uh, I think one team to look for that's a surprise this year is Penn State. I think you can see them moving up a little bit as well. Great analysis. Now I'm going to shock your world because our business partners at 24-7 has released their projections for the top 10. I'm just going to go through and I'm going to roundtable last subject. Then we'll go to Thursday night in a great game between the Bucks and the Cowboys and get a quick feedback. I don't think there's no reason to comment. Alabama's one. And, and, and for my Georgia fans, you're clear too. Uh, I'm going to challenge it I, until – I want to see Clemson play, and that's going to be my uh, a little bit more. Uh, number three, Oklahoma. Anybody got a problem with that? No, I don't. No, not at this point. Number four, Oregon. Anybody got a problem? I think I just brought that up, actually. Yep. Move them on up from 12 to 4. What a jump. Number five, Texas a and I think that'll be a swing. I think I think Phil's right. If you had a 4-5 vote, who, go around. Uh, Phil, you already said 
you'd take Oregon, right? Yeah, I would right now. I just didn't Perfect. think A&M was very impressive. And with the quarterback going down, uh, I mean, they could catch him. Right, I would take Oregon at four and at uh, five, I'd probably put Iowa. Geoff? I'm, I'm the same way. Oregon at four seems right. They uh, they earned that spot. Um that, that jump is warranted. So, I, 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 I agree with Oregon. I thought that before. So, our friends at 24-7 present, uh, projects at number six, Clemson. And I find that one hard. That's another one we'll run around the horn. Clemson over Iowa. I don't see it, Jeff. No. Uh, uh, again, they they are now one and one. They beat uh, – Beat their team pretty handily yesterday, and they should have that. They they were head over heels better, um, but Georgia that that defense just smothered them last weekend. They couldn't even muster a touchdown on offense, uh, although Georgia didn't either. But that defense still still won the game. Um, I, I I don't see how you put a one loss Clemson above any undefeated team right now. All right, Phil, what's your what's your quick take there? Well, I see I can see how you can put them above any undefeated team. I think they're better than the Cincinnati. Uh, I also think they're better than Florida. Uh, but Iowa, I think, has proved itself. I've got Iowa at number six right now in my personal poll. Uh, I think Clemson does maybe deserve to be seven uh, just because I think they're a strong team and the reputation is going to keep them there. I'm going to run around the rest of the top 25 and then I'll – We'll get one more quick summation. We got a little bit behind, got a little late start, but we'll pick. We're still okay. Uh, at number seven, as I said, Iowa. Number eight, Ohio State. Number nine, Cincinnati. Number 10, Notre Dame. Number 11, Penn State. Number 12, Florida. UCLA checks in at 13. Coastal Carolina at 14. Wisconsin at 15. Virginia Tech at 16. Ole Miss at 17. Iowa State at 18, Auburn at 19, Arkansas, which we didn't miss, off the just destruction. Welcome to SEC, Longhorns. See you, buddy. Yeah. North Carolina State. Uh, North Carolina comes back after the loss, Virginia Tech. Michigan at 22. I, I think it's a little low, but we'll talk about that. Miami, Arizona State, and TCU. Any of those get you uh, sideways, uh, Arden? I think Michigan should be a little higher, but and I'm glad they put Arkansas up in there. I said last night that Arkansas should jump into the top 25 after the way they manhandled Texas. I mean, everybody's out of Texas is back. Texas is back after one week, and they go play a good SEC team on the road. And get demolished. Yep. I agree 100%. G off. Um, I, I heard those two. Uh, Randall, did you mention, is Miami still in there? No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they were 23, I think. Yeah. 23. 23. Okay. They they need to go ahead and bow their way on out of the top 25. Uh that is one thing. I do. They should no longer be in there. Uh, Michigan should be higher. And I think Arkansas is going to – you're going to find out Arkansas is a little better team than any of the stuff they were. Uh, my big one's Miami. Just, just go, get on out. 
they're they're done. No top twenty five for them. Phil, yeah, I kind of tend to agree with Jeff on that. Uh, Miami did not look impressive at all yesterday. I would put Michigan on up. I think they've looked impressive in both their wins. Uh, one team I think you can watch out for too, which was another late game that we didn't mention last night. BYU with a little upset over Utah, and I think BYU is going to start getting some votes in the top 25 again as well. Program's in the right direction right now. We uh, we did this little segment just because we all love college football, but one of the main reasons we're here is we all – and in the South, I think we're a little bit unusual. We love college football, but we love NFL too. I'm already repping – you guys can hate me on Saturday, but you're going to love me on Sunday because I'm on your side. I switch states on Sunday. I go from Tennessee ball to Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but let's start. We're so, so excited. So excited. And also, this applies to college football. Maybe you can give me your thoughts somewhere along the way. Full stadiums. But we started full stadium in Tampa, the defending national, uh, the defending world champions, Tampa Bay Bucks against what used to be America's team. I have a problem calling them American's team now, but still one of the most popular teams. What a great game! What a great way to open NFL season. Phil, we'll start with you. Uh, well, it, it was just an awesome game. I actually thought that Tampa Bay might just put the hammer down and blow Dallas off the field. But Dallas came out inspired. They looked good. Uh, their offense was clicking on all cylinders. They've got so many weapons right now. I, I think Michael Gallup may be hurt now a few weeks. But uh, really, if you look at it, Ezekiel Elliott was a non-factor in that game. And they still almost pulled that thing off. Now, I think Tampa Bay, once again, is going to be – a team to be reckoned with and they're a Super Bowl contender and obviously getting that win under their belt is huge uh, but as a lot of people saw at the end of that game Dak Prescott comes up to uh, Tom Brady and said we'll see you again and that shows the confidence I think I like back that with Dallas I like that all right Jeff um, I really love that game uh, by the way guys I had five of the six in the I uh, won fifty dollars. I played Gio Bernard, and he killed me. But you know, I had a huge piece of that game that was correct. He didn't kill you as bad as Ronald Jones would have though. No, no. <laughs> I guess the play. I guess the play. I left a bunch of money on the table. I should have brought up the gonk. Gio, what was your impression of opening weekend or opening game? Well, let's start with uh, I think Dallas surprised everyone. Um, I I wasn't sure how Dak would come out um, off of an injury year uh, and how much he would he would trust being rehabbed and back. Um, obviously, that wasn't a problem. Um, I believe at the beginning of the game, Amari Cooper lined up in slot over CeeDee Lamb which is why I'd had no piece of Amari Cooper. I really thought CeeDee Lamb was going to be the guy on Thursday. Uh, still had a good game, but Amari Cooper kind of killed it. Um, and Tampa's Tampa. Gronk's lost weight. Uh, looks more athletic and, and more uh, built for the game than he has in, the, in the, what, the last two, three years. Uh, 
it was just a great football game. Uh, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to see each other again. It's uh, I think you're looking at, at, at definitely two playoff teams. It was a great opening day. Uh, Arden, uh, he talked about Gronk, but and I drafted him in our fantasy, my fantasy draft, and I felt like when I got him in the seventh and eighth round, I stole Antonio Bryant. Uh, Antonio Brown. Is Antonio Brown part of this team going forward? Yes, he's a very, very big part of this team. And him and Tom Brady have a good relationship, good friendship. Uh, they're saying he's working harder at practice. He's doing more for the team. I think he might have finally grown up and he's going to stay away from the trouble and they might be the old Antonio Brown again. And if so, that makes Tampa Bay a very, very dangerous team. Uh, in our draft, uh, I, I, when I took him, I felt like uh, him and Grant both might devalue both Evans and Godwin a little bit this year. It, it, I, I still think Evans and Godwin is the two guys to have, but would you rather have moving forward? We'll go around the horn and then we'll go in the main slate. Would you rather have, uh, and we'll do the same for Dallas. What two, what two receivers other than what? So we'll take Evans and Godwin out. We'll take, we'll take CD and Amari Cooper out. Who's the third wide receiver you want on Tampa and Dallas? Start with you, Phil. I think for Tampa right now, I would go with Antonio Brown. I kind of tend to agree with Arden, which is very shocking to me. No doubt. Yeah, I think Antonio Brown, he's just a big play guy. Uh, Gronk is good, but I think he has a tendency for injury sometimes, and he just gets beat up so bad in games. Uh, he just he doesn't avoid contact. He just seems to seek it out. So I think with Antonio Brown would be the big play guy, I would say, in Tampa. In Dallas, I mean, I like Michael Gallup, but as I said, I think he's out maybe two or three weeks right now. Uh, really, he would be my guy, though. I, I still think he's going to come back and, and be a huge part of their uh, late season push to try to get in the playoffs. Uh, same question to you, Arden, uh, but I'm going to ask it with an uh, added caveat. Is Dalton Schultz and Br- Blake Jarwin just take away from each other so they can't be that third guy? Yes, they do. I mean, they're both good pass catchers. They take away from each other. That makes it hard for them to be that third guy. When Gallup's ha- when Gallup is healthy, he is the third guy. He's a very good receiver. Uh. They, they just don't have – the trio there is not like the trio in Tampa Bay. I mean, your third guy in Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown, you're putting him with Godwin and Evans. That's that's a trio that may not be matched in the NFL. Well, I, I agree 100% with you. And maybe what's more shocking to me is on our first effort, we're only – two minutes behind my timing schedule, which is is great for us. Now, you got to remember the three R show has got two lawyers on it. We run anywhere between two or three hours over some days. So. <laughs> and again, we want to plug our friends at Davis Kessler and Davis on Cherokee Boulevard. 
They are great sponsors of River City Media. Also, this program is sponsored by River City Media. This is the first program that we're trying to launch. And uh, I get your feedback back there, everybody. I know you don't want to see my face 24-7. Eventually, maybe a couple weeks down now, Mr. Phil, Mr. Jeff, we're going to host this. And I'm just going to slide on back and push some knobs. So I'm excited to have a program on our little network that will be these guys. So a lot going on at River City Media. Please be part of it. Join me Friday nights on 93.3 Country Roads for Sequatchie County football. Always, always, always there. So let's get in. People would quit calling me. I didn't turn my ringer off. That's my fault. <laughs> let's get into what we're here for. And Austin just called me. And you ought to be watching the Dadgum Show, Austin Frills. Where you at? Quit calling me. Um, we're here for DFS, and I think all of us love DFS. And just quickly, what we'll do, uh, first I want to start with why you love DFS and just a couple of words, and then I'll go through each game, and it's a familiar format for Arden and uh, Jeff, and just maybe pull one or two key facts out of those games. Everybody cool with that? Sounds right. good to me. We'll start with Mr. We'll go this way. Uh, it's easy. Y'all, if you look at mine, I'm going this way. It feels right above me. Geoff Miller. Why do you love DFS? Uh, I mean, I could probably give you an answer blowing smoke, but let's just be honest with it. Uh, I like gambling. And that's what it is. It's, it's you're, taking, you're taking your knowledge and put it to use to affect your pocket. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, but I, I enjoy the, the football aspect of it. Not, but I enjoy I enjoy gambling. It's 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 a uh, it's a uh, fun. It makes the game uh, have a new uh, level of, of watchability to it. So that's uh, that's my answer, Mr. Scroggins. Well, I so like off. I love gambling. I love the sport. I love the fact that you can. Go with matchups. I mean, it's just not about your team. You're looking at matchups of every game, and you can get bits and pieces of a lot of different games in there if you want. And try to beat what everybody else thinks is the best thing to put together. All right. Mr. Phillip. Yeah, I think basically for me, it I enjoy the gambling aspect as well. I'm not a huge gambler. I'm, I do a little small stuff, but it, it just makes each game uh, have a little more meaning. I mean, if you've got somebody playing in it, for example, in a Jacksonville Houston game, I could usually care less who wins that game, but I'm going to tune in if I've got somebody playing. And I think it gives you an overall perspective of the league a little more and, and an in-depth look at all the teams that you wouldn't normally get without doing this. I love it because I want to win a million dollars. That's a good reason, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm closer to winning a million dollars in DraftKings football than I am anything else in the world. That might be point oh 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 one. But I'm still closer to getting a million dollars there than anything in the world. Now, one thing we'll talk about, we all don't mass load lineups. We are really uh, – we dropped G off there for a minute. We'll come back – he'll come back to us. I thought he was losing signal a little bit. 
Um, we'll we'll come back to G off when he gets back on, but uh, I want to start with Philly Atlanta. Uh, my little two cents on Philly Atlanta. I feel like Philly Atlanta could have some valuable DFS pieces. I really like Ridley in this game. So Ridley's kind of my go-to game, but I also want to run it back with somebody. Let's get G off back on. Give me a second, guys. I'm trying to get Jeff on. There he is. I'm back. Not real sure what happened. Uh, I, I watched your signal go down. It just, it was going. So, I'm going to have to reset the server, but I'll ask my question, then I'll do that, and I'll come back to y'all. What's your pieces of Atlanta, Philadelphia, Phil? Uh, just for DFS purposes, I think, uh, number one, I don't trust anybody from Philadelphia in the receiving court. I think we talked about that last night. Uh, Ward, Rager, whoever it might be, I think that Jalen Hurts is going to go more toward the either tight end when he passes it or just dumps off to uh, Miles Sanders or runs the ball. I think they're going to run quite a bit. Uh, on the Atlanta side, I think, uh, as you said, Ridley, is he's the guy. And uh, I don't think there's any denying that. I kind of thought he was the guy last year. Uh, I think Russell Gage is going to step up. He's going to be the number two guy. And he's available probably at a good price. So um, he's going to catch a lot of balls, especially with Ridley being double teamed. I like that take. G off. Are we on uh, uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia? Atlanta, Philly. We waited on you. Uh, uh, Philly. I'm with Phil. We talked about this last night. Um, the wide receiving core at Philly, I'll pass on. I'm going to completely fade. Um, I, I can see taking a, a piece of uh, uh, Miles Sanders um, and maybe, maybe the tight ends. Uh, Ertz or Goddard, um, but outside of that, I'm I'm kind of fading uh, Philly today. Uh, Atlanta, uh, Ridley's the guy. Um, there's just no question there, especially now that that uh, Julio's gone. There's nothing overshadowing them. Rid- Ridley's a dude. Um, and then Atlanta is a can be a run heavy type team. Um, so I, I do like uh, Mike Davis. Oh, I got to learn which way to point. Arden. Okay. Uh, well, like I said, we all talked about it last night. I like Zach Hurts at his price. I don't mind the play. If you want to play Jalen Hurts, don't mind that play. Uh, Miles Sanders could play. One thing I will bring up that Jeff brought up about Mike Davis. I think Mike Davis is a very good play this week. They just signed Gallman. He don't know the whole playbook. And if, so basically, your number two running back is going to be Cordell Patterson. 
because Galvin don't know anything yet. So I think I think Mike Davis gets a very big load this week, bigger than most weeks once Galvin learns the playbook and stuff. And Ridley, I don't think anybody's touched base on it. He's the man, though. And Phil brought up a very good point with Russell Gage. I think he's got a good value at his price range. Uh, but one thing, that, I mean, one thing we didn't bring up, Arden, was uh, – or none of us have. Actually, uh, there's new acquisition, Kyle Pitts. And yeah. he, he could be a big factor in this offense as well. I think right now he's a little overpriced, though, being a rookie. Uh, I'd rather wait and see what he does coming in, maybe give him a game or two before going with him. I totally agree with that. I mean, just being a rookie in the first game, but he can be later on in the year, could be a big, very big part of DFS. If he's showing out, you're going to have to pay for him, though, but he could be a very big part. I agree with you. I'm sitting here. I just reserved $100 in lineups just then. So, um, again, somehow I'm getting feedback, but let's keep going. The next game on the slate, I have no interest in it. And does anybody have any part of Houston, Jacksonville? Yes. Love James Robinson. Love who? James Robinson. Okay. Anybody, uh, Phil, you got anybody besides James Robinson? Uh, not really. I think LaVisca Chenault could catch a few balls, but with Trevor Lawrence being a rookie, uh, like I said, with Kyle Pitts, I think you give him a couple of weeks before you even look at anyone, him or anyone around him. And as far as the Texans go, I think uh, maybe Brandon Cooks, just because he's the only thing they have on the outside, but uh, I'm not sure how he's going to get the ball really either. So. Could you throw a dart at the Jacksonville defense, uh, Geoff? Okay, I was just about to bring that up. Um, so I, I think I think it's twenty three hundred dollars today is what Jacksonville's defense is. Twenty seven hundred is what Jacksonville's defense is. Um, I, I think at that price point, uh, with a uh, Houston team that is Deshaun Watsonlessness, uh, you can throw a dart at the Jacksonville defense. I think it's worth a play. All right, we'll stay right there with you, Jeff. Seattle, Indianapolis. I don't have any love for this game, and here's why. Everybody panicked when Carson Wentz got hurt, and I think now everyone will either jump on this game or they'll stay away from it. I think a lot of people set lineups. I think a lot of people set lineups that never played, and they probably set them three weeks ago with a bunch of Seattle players in it when they thought uh, Carson Wentz is going to be out. So I'm just going to avoid this game. I I don't blame you for that thought process. Um, I mean, obviously, there are still some key pieces in it. Uh, It may not be a real high-scoring game. Um, But, you know, you can't overlook DK Metcalf on Seattle's side of the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson at the quarterback spot, he seems to always find a way to get his – and on the other side of the ball, uh, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, the, the ball has to go somewhere. You have to do the football. You're an NFL team. And I, I just I, – I think Jonathan Taylor's a good play on that side. Um, maybe not this week as as much as some others, but just remember it's still out there. Arden? Well, I agree with that. I mean, 
I don't like Chris Carson in this game. Indy's got a good front seven. They've got a good defense. I mean, I'm about like you, Randall. I don't think much of this game at all in any of my lineups. All right, Phil, you got any of this game? I do not, not on my lineup, uh, although I, I looked heavily at taking Russell Wilson because, uh, like Geoff says, he just seems to get his every week. Uh, there's one other guy, I think Naheem Hines with Colt. If you're looking for a late flex and don't have any money left, I think he's going to catch a few balls today and, and maybe get you 8 to 10, 12 points. So uh, maybe on the low end, him. But I'm kind of with you. I'm going to pass on most of this game. All right. I think this is one of the most in. We'll go straight. We'll just keep going back. So every end starts the next one. So, Mr. Phil, I have interest in this game that not a lot of people do. The New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to sell you on a game script. This game's going to shoot out because you've got a quarterback in Sam Darnold and a quarterback in Zach Wilson that both have something to prove. You have the best player maybe in the NFL on one side, and you have very serviceable receivers from the Jets. And I'll give Jeff credit. He's lived off of Jets receivers for years. I have a lot of interest in this game. How about you? Uh, it's funny you bring this one up with a lot of interest. We talked more about this game last night when we were just sitting around uh, probably than any other. Uh, we all love Sam Darnold today. Uh, yeah. I think Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson hooking up against their former team is a big storyline. I think they've got something to prove. Uh, Christian McCaffrey all, always is going to do his thing. Uh, but Darnold and Robbie Anderson, I think, are your two keys in this game. Uh, as you said, the Jets have some serviceable people. I've never been a big Jets fan. I know uh, Geoff has at times and gone there, but I, I usually avoid that team at all costs. But I think uh, with a new rookie quarterback, I think they're going to air it out a little bit. And I think this could be a shootout today and a lot of points scored in this game, both on the field and with fantasy. Interesting. We got a question coming in, and, and it's the power of the worldwide. When we started this, I, you know, we're going to have a slow build here, and I just always want to say that. And we'll get a couple hundred views today, and we'll grow, and we'll grow. Second question comes from Perth, Australia. Nice. So the second question yeah. from Perth G'day, is mate. about this game. Arden, is this a game that shoots out but you fade Christian McCafferty. Well, you can do that. That is very true. You can fade him because of his prospect. But personally, in my opinion, I've got two or three lineups where I'm stacking Carolina. And by taking Sam Darnold at his price range of $5,000, that allows you to pay up and get Christian McCaffrey and not kill you. I, I go with the stack more of Carolina than Faye McCaffrey. Okay. All right, Jeff. When I mentioned this game, you started beaming from smile wide, face to cross. 
one of those. Bring it home, baby. And in in times past, I have been and been bigger on the on the Jets. I'm not so much this week, um, but I have been uh, preaching uh, on the Darnold train. Um, I, I think that Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than been given credit for in the past. Obviously, he was on a really bad Jets team. Um, Adam he's, Gates. Don't uh, so. Adam Gates. Not fair. Adam Gates. <laughs> uh, always, always been a problem. Um, but the now he's on a team with weapons. I mean, again, arguably Christian McCaffrey is one of the most athletic guys in pro football. Um, it's. I don't think you can fade McCaffrey, so to speak. You need to look at him, and and he's always worth a plug in. But at, at what is he ninety eight hundred this week? Nine, ninety five. Something like it's it's high. It's up there. I mean that's a that's a one fifth of your your purse. Ninety five hundred. Um. So, but uh, the the same donor Robbie Anderson. Uh, hook up there. I'm 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 real big on this week. Uh, and with Sam Donald being a five thousand dollar price point, you can really build a pretty solid lineup around a guy that just needs to get fifteen fantasy points to to make your lineup work. So I, I think Sam Donald's a great play this week. I'm gonna give you one more guy. Y'all never know. Nobody ever mentioned it. Somebody's got to run the ball for the Jets, and I think Kevin Colt, Kevin Coleman's the guy. So somebody's gonna run the ball. All right, uh, not, and I'm not playing him except in one lineup, so don't don't go crazy. This this game I'd want a whole lot of if it was better defined. In week five, I think I would have a lot of this game. The only piece of the San Francisco-Detroit game that I've looked is maybe playing Ty Williams. Kittle's always safe, but I really – I just – I think there's better way to spend your money unless you're looking for a – cheap wide receiver and somebody's going to catch the ball in Detroit. I personally think they're named Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, but if you want to throw a dart at Brown or Williams, okay. All right, G off you end of the last one. You start the next one. Uh, so on, and only, I've only really got one piece this game on the Niners side of it. And again, it's something we talked about last night. Uh, the, the Niners are a running team. Um, I'm not sure how much they, they, they trust in the quarterback out there. So, uh, I think Mostert, uh, Mostert's a good play. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Um, I've got Trey Sermon on my all year team, uh, backing that up just in case. But I think, I think Mostert's a play today. And his last point's only 5,800. All right. That's a little, that's a little risky. I, I think Sermon's going to get a few carries. All right. The best-looking Georgia Bulldog I've ever seen kind of looks like a Georgia Bulldog himself, Arden's Crackens. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got, I've, I've got some Kittle in my lineups. I like Kittle in a couple of lineups. I've got Mustard in a couple of lineups. I'm staying away from Detroit, but I do agree Ty Williams might not be a bad play. Uh, I don't have much Detroit. I think San Francisco's defense is healthy this year, much better. And don't know that it's hard to be able to move the ball. All right, Mr. Phil Dye. I kind of tend to agree with G off on this. I know you uh, disagreed a little. Uh, I like Monster today, uh, around $5,800. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. And I, I agree with you that Sermon's going to get in and get probably seven to 10 touches. But I think Monster 
carries the load today. And if anybody on this game, I think he should play. Well, uh, it's um, – I think y'all are valid. I just think Sermon is a little bigger thing than 7 to 10. But we'll answer that. But that was part of my hesitation is I don't know that yet. Uh, that's a good point. All right, let's move on. I think, to it, I think it depends on how big a lead they get today as well. As to how many carries he gets. All right, my number one overall player comes from this next game. The Minnesota Vikings go to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think when you totally up the total, now taking quarterbacks out because quarterbacks got the ability to score at a higher level, and I kind of separate this into wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. My number one overall point producer this week, Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. I also like a lot of pieces from Cincinnati. This game, I think, is in the 50s uh, total. And I think the implied total is something like 28-22. Really like this game to shoot out. Mr. Phillip. Well, I don't think you can ever go wrong with Dalvin Cook. Most weeks, he is going to be right there in the top of the point producers. Uh, I think this plays right into his hands, too. Cincinnati, not a great run defense. Uh, he's he's going to tote the rock a lot today. I like Justin Jefferson as well. It's his second year coming in. Uh, he's going to get a lot of touches this year. Uh, on the Cincinnati side, I think you go over it and look at somebody like a Tyler Boyd. Uh, very cheap. Uh, I think he's going to get quite a few touches as well and, and possibly get you, you know, in the teens on points. So, uh, Arden's getting all the Boyd quests, all the viewer questions, but it was about Boyd. As soon as I put my glasses on to look at it, you said his name. So, uh, I'll go ahead and ask you this one Boyd over Jamar Chase, clear. Yeah, I think so. I think Jamar Chase right now, um, uh, once again, I'm not big on playing rookies early. Uh, we're going to have to see how he does. I know that he hooked up with Joe Burrow a lot in college, but I also watched preseason. He had a lot of drops. I think that Boyd is just the safe pick right now. That question from uh, Fife, Alabama. All right, Arden, give your take on that one. I agree. Uh, I'm not big on Jamar Chase's dial today. He drops about too much. He's dropping about too much. He's Making excuses why he's dropping the ball. Don't make excuses, just fix it. Uh, I do like Boyd. Uh, on the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Don't even mind if you want to try and get some feeling in there. I think you can go anywhere. I mean, I think Cincinnati's going to be behind throwing the ball. And it's going to be interesting to see if this Minnesota defense is revamped. They've got players back from injury. They've made moves in the offseason. This could be a blowout game. Minnesota just blowing Cincinnati out. Because Burroughs is coming back from an injury. He might have a little rust on him. All right, Geoff, what's your thoughts? Uh, I pretty much the same thing. You can't go on Dalvin Cook. Um, I, I think he's he's going to get his. Uh, we'll I'll obviously see later on in the year if he can stay healthy uh, throughout a full football season. Um, the uh, the Thielen play is is always a good one. Uh, 
I think this is the year that you see Justin Jefferson really come out and start doing something. Um, he's uh, uh, in my talk for best uh, uh, fantasy point production this year and and, uh, and as wide receiver. Um, I'm a little bit more hesitant on the uh, Cincinnati side of the ball. Uh, Tyler Boyd is, is the play, I think, obviously. Uh, I'm with Arden. I don't like Jamar Chase. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I think uh, being the week one, getting off to a slow start could hurt Cincinnati, and it may not be quite the the back-and-forth blowout or back, back-and-forth high-scoring affair you think it is. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more hesitant on the Cincinnati side of the ball today. Well, boys, we've done a great job of getting to this point, but as I was afraid, we're going to run a little long on this segment, so – We'll finish up DFS, but I want to go ahead, and if everybody can stay an extra 15 minutes, let's get the DFS cleared out and make sure we get it because we got listeners that really care about this part. Absolutely. Uh, and if yeah, anybody fine. wants to reserve lineups in the big lineups, the $3 contest and the $5 contest are both filling up fastly. So if anybody on this podcast even needs to reserve lineups, now's the time to do it. Uh, my strategy this week, I'm half maxing the $3 contest, and I'm playing six of the $5 contest. The reason I've done that, it's an even $70, and that's what I wanted to play early. So <laughs> that, that was that was Randall. Uh, a lot of times I'll max that 20-entry $3 contest out, but I just don't feel like that's the thing to do today. So um, I said, uh, and we did a great job of staying on time. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this show, guys. It really is great content. I think there's two games this this week. If you get them right, you got a shot to win a lot of money. I think this next game is one of those games, and it's in your neck of the woods. Arizona Cardinals come to Tennessee. I personally love the game. I just don't know what I love. So that's where I'll ask my experts here. Start above me, Mr. Phil. What do you do? You like the game as much as I do. I, I think this could be uh, one of the games where the most fantasy points are scored. Uh, once again, we talked about this one as well last night a lot. We are all very high on Ryan Tannehill today. I think he's going to have a big game with new weapons. Uh, AJ Brown, Julio Jones out on the wideouts. Uh, Derrick Henry running the ball obviously is always a sure thing almost. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Kyler Murray, I, I just think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, I'm not so sure how big he's going to be today. I, I tend to fade him a little bit. Now, he could have a big game, and I could be completely wrong. Uh, but I, I tend to go on the Tennessee side of the ball here today. But I do think there's going to be enough spread around with the Cardinals to make Tennessee continue to pass the ball all day. And uh, in the second half, now they're going to run with Derrick Henry, obviously. Uh, but I think it gets spread around. I think A.J. Brown is going to have a huge game. So um, I'm telling myself this story, and it goes a little bit against Phil. I'm telling myself the story that Titans get up early and they're chasing like all crazy, the Cardinals are. So I kind of like the other side, but it doesn't mean in my head I haven't run the same story you have. That's where my confusion is in this game. I usually don't have 
two lineups with the same stacks reversed. But I really think I may do this in this game. I have one where I've got Tennessee getting out early and pounding Derek Henry, and one where it's a short shootout on both sides, and I get a lot of Tannehill and A.J. Brown, and my bitterness will probably keep me from playing Julio, but that's my problem. <laughs> Arden Scroggins, how about you, buddy? Oh, uh, well, I think the obvious is a good play because I think Tennessee gets out in front, and I think they're throwing the ball around a lot. A very good value play, I think, from Arizona, Christian Kirk. I uh, can't remember exactly what it was. He cost them $4,500. Uh, love Ron Tannehill, A.J. Brown. Don't even mind some Julio Jones plays. And of course, Derrick Henry can be in there because when they get to late, when they get late in the game, he's their closer. He's their punisher. He finishes it out. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think we've touched on just about everything in that game. Uh, again, like you said, Randall, trying to pick the the, the right combination of players uh, could win you a million dollars. Um, and that's best of luck picking it out of this game. There's also another game, which I'm guessing we're going to get to here in a minute. The one thing nobody mentioned was Chase Edmonds. Um, at a price point of 4600 uh, I think that that could – potentially fill a gap for some people in their lineups. Um, so he's a starting running back on a team that moves the football. Um, so just don't don't overlook Edmonds at 4,600. I agree with you 100%. Um, my lineup switch. So if I miss a game or I re- go back to a game, please let me know. But I think the next thing on our list is Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I'm kind of eh, – I think this game could shoot out, but I haven't really studied it a lot. I tell you, the one play that does jump out to me is Najee Harris at his prize point because I think Pittsburgh needs to establish the run. 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger is not – he'll have 400 yards after I say that, so just let me shut up and go to the office. This is one of those games that I'm, I am fading. Um I don't, I don't really know what you're going to get out of it. The the one play, uh, if you wanted to to risk it versus the money, uh, would be uh, Diggs. Um, but that's, I'm, I'm fading this game. I'm, I don't have a piece of it in any lineup I'm playing. Um, I, I I just don't know what you're going to see on the defensive side of the ball from either team. Um, I think the price points of the players from this game are just are just too rich. So. I'm, I'm fading that game. Mr. G, uh, no, it had to be Mr. Scroggins, my favorite Georgia Bulldog. So I'm in agreement with G. I'm fading this game. I I don't know what you're going to like I said, defense, you don't know. I mean, they both have known to have good defenses. The only play that I think I got in one of my lineups, I took a cheap play. From Buffalo, he had some big games last year, and he goes under the radar. I think Gabriel Davis said uh, $3,400, $3,500. That's a nice start, bro. It's good. That's good. That's good look. Uh, a question from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, is no one 
no one in this mentioned taking Josh Allen, have they? So this, no. as this question is, is Josh Allen playable or is he priced out of playability? Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, number one defense against pass last year. So Josh Allen at $7,400, is he just too much, Philip? I think so. I, I think the price is too much for the – the potential value of him playing well. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense has always stepped up. I've got this as a low-scoring game. A lot of people think it might be a shootout. Uh, I think he, you know, Diggs, I think, is always a safe play for Baltimore, or Buffalo, excuse me. Uh, I agree with you, Randall, though. I think Najee Harris, uh, at the price point he's at, he may be the best value. And someone like a Deontay Johnson that's going to catch a few balls, maybe score, uh, could also get in there. But as far as the game, I'm I'm kind of with other guys. I'm just not all about this game, thinking there's going to be a whole ton of points scored. All right. One more 1 o'clock game. And I do like this game. Um, I like it more because Curtis Samuels is out. And that makes me really like the Redskins' other pieces in F1 McLaren and a Logan Thomas. But uh, I really think this game's got a chance to shoot out. Now, uh, and there goes Geoff again. In my early only lineups, I played a lot of this game. The L.A. Chargers and the Washington football team. God, I actually said it. The Washington football team. <laughs> Start with Mr. Phil Dye. I think, I think this is a game that uh, you're right. You can get a lot of value out of this game. Uh, and several players going fairly cheaply. Uh, there's always Austin Eckler for the Chargers, but I, with him pulling a hamstring and his injury proneness, I'm not sure that he's the play at all today. Uh, Keenan Allen, obviously, always pretty steady. Uh, I'm not big on Justin Herbert today. I'm more leaning toward the Redskins on this one. I love Logan Thomas at tight end today. He's a mid, mid-tier mid value. I think he's going to have a big game. And as we talked about as well, uh, I think the Washington defense is going to step up today. I think they're a lot better than a lot of people think. And for the value they have on the defense, I think this may be your defensive play today. like that. Didn't think about that. Yep. Yes, sir. That that defense, I agree 100%. I've got to point the opposite direction. So I'm pointing. I'm picking my left nostril, but you're on my right nostril. Go with it, Arden. I, I think Washington defense is a good play. I'm fading everybody from the Chargers. I'm not getting no – I've got no Chargers in the lineup. Uh, I love – Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, Terry McLean, they're all, I mean, all viable plays. You like that I a did. lot, huh? Yeah. I'm big on Washington's side. I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I meant to miss, mention that earlier, too. I agree. Yeah, at his price point. There you go. He's back. Bounce all right. Bouncing more than a than a teenage girl with her first bottle of Trulies. Hey, <laughs> welcome back. Goodness, that got real. 
Uh, so, wa- I didn't know Washington. where I was going, but you got to remember, I was at a college football game last night, and there they sell beer at Tennessee, and there was a bunch of 21-year-old drunk girls last night. Well, we better start talking football before Randall says something he regrets. Uh, I'm glad he said 21. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so my daughter will be a teenager sooner, and then that just really gets creepy. Just wait, brother. <laughs> um, we we I won't I won't hit too much on this game, guys. We can we can go on and move on. The the Washington defense is 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 a very viable play. We talked about this last night. Um, as far as everything else goes, the guys have pretty much hit on it uh, while I was uh, disappeared. So, um. But yeah, the, the Washington defense. I, I think that defense is for real. So fading, fading the Chargers, uh, whatever city they're in now, Los Angeles, and uh, Washington defense. All right, four twenty-five. Everybody, take a breath because this is going to be at four twenty-five. My thumb is going to be doing this. Great football at four twenty-five. But we'll start with probably the one game I have nothing of other than a couple of places of defense. Miami and New England. Geoff, do you have anything? Um, again, it's a game that we talked about a little bit last night. Um, the I, I don't have a whole lot in this game, obviously. I bet my, my chief wide receiver play of the day comes from this game. Um, we It's well known that Belichick takes uh, out your uh, number one uh, offensive producer for that game. And I believe that's Devontae Parker for this game. So I expect Devontae Parker to kind of be obsolete um, based on the Belichick scheme and stuff. Uh, so uh, Jalen Waddle is my chief play of the day at 3,600. Uh, you know, going back to that, the thought to me, though, is Parker's the play because he's going to take Hawk, or Kaseki out, but that's flipping a coin. Agreed. Or uh, I am. I don't have nothing other from this game. Uh, I think Damian Harris could be a decent play, but I think this is a low-scoring ball game. So I think I'm just going to fade it, Mr. Phil Uh If anybody, I kind of agree with Waddle being a, a good play, uh, just for the sheer fact that he's familiar with Tua. Uh, but he is a rookie once again. I don't like playing rookies that well. Uh, on the New England side, I think Jacoby Myers may be uh, a decent pickup just for the price because uh, Mac Jones and he seem to have kind of something going, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I tend to fade this game completely. So in game strategy, I just want to tell you, you might have to have a piece of this game to win that late afternoon. You might have to find some cheap money there with one of those cheap plays y'all mentioned. I haven't done it in day long, but sitting here thinking about afternoon only, I can see me throwing a Jacoby Myers in or somebody. Um, A next game I kind of do like pieces of, but there's much better out there. The Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. I am a believer in Daniel Jones in 2021. So, but again, we're about to cover Green Bay and New Orleans and Kansas City and Cleveland, and I ain't going to be playing no Daniel Jones. So, up to you, Phil Dye. Well, I totally disagree with you. I am not a Daniel Jones believer, and he's going to have to do a whole lot this year to making me one next year. So, uh, I really don't have a whole lot to do in this game. Uh, I think you're looking at the the Denver running attack with uh, Gordon Williams. I think they're going to split carries. Uh, 
so I don't know what the value is in either one of them. One's going to outdo the other, obviously, but it's coin flip which one gets it. Uh, if you're really struggling, I think Bridgewater could could possibly get you some points today, but uh, he's very cheap. But I'm I'm not a nowhere on the Giants do I see a whole lot of value right now, and uh, really not seeing too much with Denver either. And to follow up to your Daniel Jones comment, I believe it's his do or die season. That's the reason I kind of like him. Either he gets it done or he's not there next year. So if he don't prove himself a quality NFL quarterback, I don't think he's got next year to prove himself a quality NFL quarterback, sadly. Uh, I tend to agree with you. All right, Arden, you always come up with some strange stuff in these games. Give me one. This game, I don't have nothing really strange for you in this game. I think uh, a sneaky play could be the best thing I come up with. The Giants had a very good defense last year. <laughs> so, if the defense is cheap, they could be a very sneaky play. Good, good. All right, Jeff. If you don't come up with something sneaky, you always do. You got anything? Not really, not in this game. Uh, I'm pretty much a complete fade in this game. Uh, if you if you want to take a flyer on Noah Fant, you can. Um, but I, I really, I just don't see any 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 viable piece of offense from this game. Uh, it's going to be low scoring. Um, I don't have enough faith in uh, in anybody uh, really. I'm, I'm with Phil on the whole Daniel Jones thing. He's got a long way to come with this. Um, I need I need more than a hope and a prayer. So when he throws for three hundred yards, you and Phil will talk about it next week, week two. That's all. That's fair. Say. Well, one thing too, he may throw for three hundred yards because Barkley. I'm not so sure how how much he can tote it today. So that was my thinking too, a little bit. All right, guys, buckle in, strap in. The last five minutes of the program, somebody's going to win a million dollars. I think, and I said it earlier in the week, both all three of you. I posted it in my blog. Whoever gets these next two games right has got a big leg up on winning the, the Millie Maker. I personally, at the price points, I think it comes from this game. The Green Bay Packers travel to the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston. I have at least one-third of my lineups, 33% of my lineups, have Jameis Winston as my starting quarterback. 33% of my lineups have Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback. So I've leveraged this game to no end. Jeff Miller, where are you at on this? Oh, the the Aaron Rodgers play, uh, I can I can see, and I definitely get the Jameis Winston play. The, uh, the ownership percentage is going to be way down. Um, so if he, comes, if he comes out at 5,200, his under his percentage ownership is low and he has a, a 300 yard, three touchdown game and gets you 25 points. You look like a genius. Um, will that happen? I don't know. Uh, again, getting this game right's hard. Um, you've got Alvin Kamara, Devonte Adams. Uh, both are up there at their price points, um, but I think both are going to get theirs. Um, it's I'm I'm more on the next game we're going to is where is where my, where my money's at. Uh, figuring out that game and the pieces in that one. So 
I've, I've said my piece on this one. I'll, I'll see what the other guys want to say about it. Arden, New Orleans. Hey, by the way, back to your point, I think Jameis will have 303 touchdowns. He may have four interceptions, too. So. <laughs> you beat me to the punch, Randall. I was going to say he might have three touchdowns, but he might have more interceptions than touchdowns. All right. Uh, I think Bay's got a pretty good defense. So, I like some plays from Green Bay there. I don't think the Saints have the weapons. I mean, the best weapon and only real scare to me is Kamar. I think this game winds up being a blowout because New Orleans is not in New Orleans. It's in Florida because yes. of the hurricane and stuff. So, yes, I think right. this game's a blowout, so I like the Green Bay side of it and stay away from the Norris side of it. So, Phil, is nobody bringing up Marquise, Marquise Callaway just because they want to keep him as a secret play, but they didn't know I was going to throw it out there and tell everybody that he's New Orleans' number one wide receiver. In the, so, uh, what do you well, think? I think? I think if you ask the majority of the people in America right now, they couldn't tell you who Callaway was and that he was their number one wide receiver. <laughs> I tend to agree with you, Randall. I, I've got this where I've been thinking this could be the highest scoring game of the day. And I think you're okay whichever side you go on. I'm not a huge Jameis Winston fan, so I would tend to lean more with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Jones also, he's a little higher price point, but I think he's going to get his today. I do like the Callaway play because he's going to go to him quite a bit. Uh Arden brought up a good point, though. It's not in New Orleans, so I think the Packers have a little edge here. Uh, one person that we haven't brought up, I think Jeff brought up Devontae Adams, uh, which he's obviously always going to get his points unless he gets hurt or something. Uh, Randall Cobb has come back to Green Bay. And, and Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb have always had a, a very good relationship and he was kind of a go-to guy, and you're going to get him really at a good value today. So he might be a sleeper. Just throw it hard at as well. Good point. Good point. Now I'm going to show y'all something. This last game we do, we're, we went a little bit over. I'm cutting my phone off right now, and I'm cutting it off for a reason. Ownership-wise, percentage-wise. Me not playing max lineups, I don't think I can get there playing the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. If you're a small player like me, sometimes you've got to leverage against a game that's going to get a ton of ownership. My choice in week one, I have completely faded the Cleveland Browns and Kansas City Chiefs. If this game goes off and it's 51 to 42, I've, I've burnt $70. If this game stays somewhere decent, I've got a huge advantage over 50% of the field. So while I think this game blows out, I'm going to play a percentage and say, what if it doesn't? I'm going to take my $70 and play against that. Bill, where are you at? I, I kind of tend to agree with you on this one as well. I, I'm not fading this game, as so to speak. But I, I just think it. the price points are too high in this game. 
uh, Mahomes, I, I'm just not buying into paying that much for Mahomes or Tyreek Hill right now. I think if you're going to take anybody on Kansas City, Miko Hardman may be the pick uh, just because he you can get in there cheaper. If I was going to take a side here and take any players, I think they'd be from Cleveland. Although I'm, I'm still not sure, you know, what are they going to do with Chubb and Hunt? Is it is it worth the price to get them when they're going to split carries and and Hunt's going to come in on third down, catch passes, whatnot? Uh, if anybody on Cleveland, I think just price wise, I might look at Baker Mayfield. Yeah, good call. Now the next two I call the Dart Brothers because not because they play darts, but in games like these. These two SO guns seem to throw the dart and get it right more than not. So uh, I'm with you, Phil. I'm struggling with what pieces I would play if I was in this game. So, Arden, tell me all the places I'm wrong for not playing this game. I don't think you're wrong. Oh! I think Cleveland's defense is a very, very good defense. You look at the, I mean, I, I see this game being a, 24, 21, 21, 17 final score. I don't say, say this being just a total blowout. Uh, and I, Kansas City, their players usually get their points, but going against good defense, like you said, they're going to be owned by the majority of the people. I think there's other games out there with better fantasy value than this one. I do like the Hardeman as a Pick if you want part of this game in there. He gets, he gets the deep ball some, and it's fast enough to take from the house. So, and it's cheap. But everybody else is up there. And I just I think I'm fighting this game. I like your take. I like your take. G off has looked like the Cheshire Cat since we started this conversation. Yeah. Let's see what he's got. I'm going to pretend that uh, Vegas knows what they're talking about when they set these point totals for the games. Um, and this being the highest point total game of the weekend, I don't think you can fade it. Um, getting the pieces right is another whole other question. Um, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. Their price points are so outrageous. I think Kelsey is – at least fifteen hundred more than 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 George Kittle, something like that. Fifteen, seventeen hundred. Yeah. Um, it's it's just they're 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 astronomically price pointed. Um, I, I like the other side of the ball. Uh, they have to they have to do something. So figuring out the, I, I think this is a Nick Chubb week, um, based on on what I think they're trying to do. Um, and the game's not get out of hand. They're still going to both get carries. They're they're both capable of getting twenty five points each in the game. Um, I'm I'm big on Cole Hardeman, uh, like Phil. I think you have to have a piece of it. You have to find that piece of it. Um, and McCall Hardeman's one of my plays from this game. All right, fellas, this has been an absolutely great show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sum it up for us and the general public what I've learned today. It's going to take us an hour to get through DFS. If we're going to do college football, we're going to have to be a 90-minute show. Y'all formatted enough for about two hours. I mean, y'all, you come prepared. So one of our traditions here at River City Media and something I believe strongly in first is thinking, you know, we started six months ago with zero. Uh, A couple of months ago, we had 50,000 people come to our website 
we are doing a remote at Buffalo Wild Wings, a big corporate thing. Uh, you know, we've been blessed, and we've done it mostly on Facebook. So we need people to like Facebook, but we need you to start following us on YouTube. That's where uh, us, us guys that put our time and effort in here can get some reward back. Uh, we also have a Patreon coming. We'll have a Patreon <laughs> for Victory Formation. We grew so fast that we forgot to make money. That's the only problem with River City Media. So uh, we appreciate everybody, though, for real. And the tradition on every show is everybody gets a last word. So I'm going to give you my last word. We'll go around. Last word for me. Guys, I love this show. I love this format. I think you all have struck gold. And I'm so excited to have you here. And again, uh, this is a Nashville-based show. We'll be looking for sponsors in the Nashville area, the Chattanooga area, or any place. So uh, one of these if you stay with these guys for the next 17 weeks, they're going to win you a lot of money one weekend. So uh, stay with them. Up to you, Mr. Dow. Well, let's hope we win them a lot of money more than just one weekend. So that, that would be the goal. Hey, I would I'll like lose to 16 and hope I, that's me, though. Yeah, I'd like to thank you, Randall, and uh, along with Jeff Narden, uh, for including me in this. Uh, I think we're going to have a ball. And, and hopefully we're going to do a lot of good for some people uh, with fantasy. It's just so much fun. Thank you to River City for doing this. And uh, I can't wait for the rest of the season. Yeah, we just got to figure out what our start time is going to be. We're going to back up 30 minutes because I don't see us getting it in an hour. And all of us are now going to be late for church. My daughter's standing here looking at me going like, Daddy <laughs> done sinned on me. Mr. Arden Scroggins. I've had a blast. I'm looking forward to it. I hope. The, the viewers enjoy the show. I hope we make them a lot of money. And it's a blast. You know, I'm looking forward to 17 more weeks though. Absolutely. My oldest and dearest, one of my friends for 20 years, Mr. Geoff Miller. Well, again, I want to thank you for bringing us on, letting us do this. This is, uh, this is something that we sit, literally sit around in the garage and, and do without being on here. This is something we talk about all the time. Um, so if we if we give y'all plays, if we're if we're gonna do this, we're taking our own advice. We're not just throwing stuff out there to see if it sticks. So we're we're gonna do the exact things we talked about. Um, so we hope we can, can win y'all some money and and win ourselves some of the process. And we'll see you next week. Everyone that I gave you in a lineup today or that I liked is in a lineup somewhere. So I wouldn't I wouldn't throw it out there unless I believed in it. So. Uh, are we going to go at the same time next week and try to condense it or just let everybody know we, are we going to go 30 minutes earlier? Let's, let's you guys, whatever. I'm good. Let's, let's play it by ear. Randall, we'll get together later on the week. Uh, the, so look, the fact look that for announcement, announcement on River play. City Media. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll release it through River City. Also, we're available. We'll be available immediately after this broadcast ends on Marion Messenger. Uh, the local online newspaper here in Jasper. Uh, it's our business partner is Duke Ralston. He's also owns a show called Tennessee McCall. And then by, it's a little late, but if you want to hear us talk about college football, Monday or Tuesday, we'll be on Spotify and iTunes. Maybe the first 30 minutes is still good then. The last part, eh, you can probably skip. So, 
Anybody else got anything? No, sir. Let's go set lineups. Let's do lineups. Go do lineups. Do something nice for somebody today. Go Falcons and Corona. Let's go play football. Yeah. All right. Guys, stay on just a second. All right. Good night, everybody, and thank you.